Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 76th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. This episode is brought to you by my newest book, Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. I'm actually going to be starting a series of webinars in the very near future, if I have not already. You can get access to them for free at holdembook.com. You can also get a free 16-page extract of Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. I've said a lot about it. I'm sure you have all read it by now. So if you have, leave a review wherever you bought it and let me know what you think. I would definitely appreciate that. This hand is from the same 2,000 euro turbo event we played last time, last episode. And here I have King of Hearts, Queen of Clubs, and a European kid who I do not know limps from under the gun six-handed. And we have 20,000 chip stacks playing 150, 300. And I think I could raise or call here. I think raising is certainly the standard play. But if I called on this spot, what that sort of tells me is that the players in the blinds were somewhat weak, and I really wanted to keep them in the pot. I think a lot of people get really hung up on trying to raise to isolate the initial limper and just steal a small pot. But especially when you're very deep stack, I think there's a lot of value in just keeping the weak players in the pot and giving them the opportunity to make errors. So I'm happy to call here and see a flop, but I think raising is also fine. Calling also does a lot of really good things for your limping range. It makes your limping range much stronger, makes you harder to play against, etc., etc. So flop comes queen of hearts, 10 of hearts, nine of hearts which is pretty great. I have king of hearts, queen of clubs. So I have the second nut flush draw and top pair and a gut shot straight draw. What more do you want? Pretty good hand. Small blind checks, big blind checks. European kid bets 700 into the 1200 pot. This is a situation where I think a lot of people just raise because they look at this and they go, oh my God, I have a great hand. I'm going to raise. But I think this is actually a really good spot to call. Whenever you have a good made hand that is effectively a bluff catcher that would typically be a bluff catcher, which I do. If I had king, queen of clubs, for example, on this board, I would certainly call because I don't want to raise and have a lot of money go in the pot. You have to realize king of hearts, queen of clubs is not that different than than that hand, except for this hand has a little bit of backdoor equity or extra equity in addition to the, um, in addition to the pair that I have. I have the, the flush draw. I don't have the nut flush draw, so it's not like I'm playing my hand for like nut flush value or anything like that. You have to recognize that even though I do have a the second nut flush draw, it is not the nuts if I get there. So whenever you have a hand like this, it's sort of a marginal made hand and also a marginal draw, especially if you think that if you raise, your opponent will play very well, meaning that I think if I raise, he's going to call me with any flush, which I lose to, any straight, which I lose to, and any two pair, which I also lose to. And that scenario, raising is usually not a good idea because... If I raise and my opponent calls, his whole range beats me, or at least has me in somewhat bad shape. But if I call, that forces my opponent to stay in this pot with all of the hands that he's betting, which could be all sorts of junk. He could just be betting the Jack of Hearts or something like Ace-10, which I crush. So this is a pretty good spot to call and see what develops. Also, something crazy happens, like one of the blinds raises and the European kid re-raises, and I can just fold. So turns a jack, jack of clubs. I have a straight, but now I'm chopping with any king. I lose to ace king, which my opponent could have just had ace of hearts, king of diamonds or something like that. I, um, I, so yeah, I'm chopping with any king and I lose to ace king. I also lose to any flush, obviously. So this is another scenario where I think raising would make absolutely no sense. Seems like a great spot to call and 
just continue to the river. Not really much to say here. I mean, I think my opponent's bet is somewhat standard, 1,500 into 2,600. I don't think we can narrow his range too much whenever he makes this bet. I do think a lot of good players are going to bluff this with a very wide range. So river is a complete blank, a six of clubs. And now my opponent bets 3,600 into the 5,600 pot. And whenever he goes bet, 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 he has to be aware that I could have a flush. If I did have a flush, say I had four or three of hearts or something, I certainly would have called the flop and the turn as I did. So my opponent's certainly going to be value cutting himself sometimes if he has a hand like ace-king. So I don't really think ace-king is a good hand to bet on this river. I think he should be betting primarily um, flushes if he's betting. Uh, would he ever bet a king, just a naked king? I think that would be a pretty horrible bet because I'm only going to call the king or better, I think. So maybe you can value bet ace-king in this spot, but I think that's probably thin. I think you'd be pretty bad to bet a king. So now we have to ask ourselves, should we assume that he's bluffing very often? There aren't really a ton of bluffs he can have in his range besides ace of hearts, like ten of diamonds. Um, I mean, this is actually a tough spot because whenever I do call, if my opponent is happen, if, if he does happen to be betting wide with a king for a straight like I have, we're just chopping. So it's not like we're actually winning money in that scenario. And whenever he does have me beat, we're obviously just paying off of a fairly large bet. Uh, thir- uh, yeah, 13 or 12 big blind bet on the river, which is certainly not what you're trying to pay off early in the tournament. This is another similar spot to, I believe it was the Jack 3 scenario, I believe two or three episodes ago, where I have a pretty good hand on the river, but whenever my opponent puts in this bet, I'm actually not loving it anymore. I'm not, I don't think I'm in great shape. Thinking about his range a little bit more clearly now. Unless he's bluffing, I, I am just in bad shape. I do think my opponent is capable of bluffing. A lot of the European kids recognize whenever they have nothing here, they have to bluff with it, or they should bluff with it. But given the sizing, the sizing looks a little bit big to me. It looks a little bit scary. Looks like he's trying to get called for the maximum. I feel like if he was bluffing, he would often either bet a more quote-unquote normal size, like 2,600, or much bigger, like 4,600. Although, of course, that's all hypothetical he could just bet this size every time you have to be careful assuming stuff like that about your opponents because you never really know anyway i elected to call in the spot and i actually typed in the comments here that i almost folded the river and i i think the river very easily could be a fold it probably should have been a fold and my opponent sure enough shows up with ace of hearts jack of hearts for a flopped flush he did a good job getting value i think if he does anything much differently he's not going well he's going to get called by this exact hand but if i did have a significantly weaker hand maybe i get away on the flop i don't know i'm, I'm pretty much doomed in this hand on the flop in the turn but on the river I, I really do think i could have found a fold if he's only value betting flushes and not bluffing very often because he thinks i have a king and i'm just going to call him then i could certainly see folding in this spot so very tough scenario. I probably butchered that one. It seems like I, I pay off people a little bit too often on the river, or at least I'm willing to. Obviously, sometimes I'm right, and sometimes I'm wrong, and this is an example of when I am wrong. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Be sure to check back next week, same time, for episode 77. This has been Jonathan Little. Thank you very much for being here with me today.